It's a special edition of A New York Minute with Michael Piscardi. I'm Matthew Clark. Welcome live to the podcast. And let's congratulate, speaking of New York, the victory for the New York Jets in London today. Oh, yes. Did they win? I imagine they did. They beat the Dolphins, I think, like 27-14 or something like that. Because, hey, there's one thing that Londoners care about. It's American football. It's American football. American football. That's fucking sick of it. What did you think of the, of the football game? Ah, oh, well, then Mike's did it again. Those plankards. No, no, I meant the football Americana game. Bunch of Cincinnati's, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. It was brilliant. Oh. I was under the impression you actually were out of Corpus Christi at this point, and I had this whole like vision of you in New York again in all your glory, but that's not true. Sadly, I am not. Is there an exit strategy, though, in the next few days? Will you be gone? It looks like I will be here uh, 10 more days without getting into the gory details, and um, I mean, I might try, I'm going to try and quest to get out of here sooner, but something came up. In San Antonio, where I got a phone call that basically said, congratulations, you ain't going anywhere just yet. So, oh, we're stuck here for a little bit longer. That's all right. Ten more days, I got to make it. Because I saw the uh, cake that they put a Rivadarchi on it, I guess your, your yes. comrades in the barracks. Yes. Yeah. There are um, people, folks I work with, and uh, nice. the very nice gesture, and they're all worried that they didn't spell Rivadarchi right. And I said, no, 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 it looks good. Oh, but they messed it up. It said Arriva Ducci. <laughs> that would cross the city. <laughs> the cake was actually made of chicken, fried chicken. <laughs> All right, so uh, I hope you get out of there soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm itching to, I'm not going to lie. I bet. Uncle Sam. They're actually sent to New York, uh, Kentucky. There's a barrack there, and you just can't get out. No. There's, every time we do the show, Mike and I, we always like to do some New York stuff. We have a big New York fan base. And uh always like to ask uh, questions of an expert for people who either have never been or uh, haven't, um, aren't that familiar with the city. So let's get Mike's feedback. So I put together, I compiled 
two different segments uh, under the guise of New York. One is a uh, city city quiz, how much do you know about the Big Apple? And uh, the other one is actually what New York City neighborhood should you live in? So it's a quiz that they put together online. I'm going to ask Mike a bunch of questions, and at the end it kind of gives you what neighborhood you should live in based on your answers. All right. You ready to go? Uh, yeah, fire away. I'm intrigued. What do we got here? All right, New York City quiz. First one. Question one. New York City is home to the country's largest zoo, which features more than 4,000 animals. What is the name of this zoo? That is the Bronx Zoo. Correct answer is going to be correct. Number two. The New York Aquarium is located in which New York City borough? The aquarium is... I don't know any of these, by the way. I'm going off of the website, so... Is it the New York Aquarium? Um, I didn't even know they had one. Um, I'll tell you which one it's not. They give you four possible answers, and Staten Island is not on there. No, it's not. Um, I think it's by the Botanical Gardens in Brooklyn. I'm not totally sure, but we'll go with Brooklyn it is. Let's see. Correct. Brooklyn it is. Yeah, I think it's by the Botanical Gardens. Nice job. You're batting a thousand. Question three. In 2007, what contemporary art museum opened their new venue on Bowery Street in Manhattan? Which what opened up on Bowery Street? In 2007, what contemporary art museum opened their new venue on Bowery Street in Manhattan? And I can give you the uh, choices if you want to. Yeah, go ahead. Choices are the New Museum, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, no. the Museum of Modern Art, no. and Chelsea Art Museum. All right, I have to cancel them all out uh, to A, the New Museum. All right. Correct. Three for three. All right. Good job. Question four, continuing on the New York City trivia quiz. What stadium located in Flushing, Queens, is home to the New York Mets? Let's see. Uh, uh, it's at the bank. Um. <laughs> Actually, this is a trick question. I'm going to just blow this out of the water. Um, this quiz is a little dated. It's City Field. But the answers they give you... The only one that's correct is Shea Stadium, so it's actually a dated question. So it's a dated question, yes. Yeah, so we're going to give you that because that's yeah. that's fake. Name for Citibank, but yes, Citibank City. sponsored the new City Field, so they put City Field. Why is it every single um, sports venue is now sponsored by a bank? It's so annoying. Phillies are, they've got what, Citizens Bank Arena? Citizens which bank. is an Irish bank. I don't know what the Irish care about baseball. Uh, um, it wasn't uh, and I think also in Philly next door it was it's the Wells Fargo Center, right right yeah Lincoln Financial Field Lincoln well. Financial yeah I'm sorry that's what I meant to say. Um, no no but Wells Fargo is the yeah because it was Wachovia before that before that was first June and the reason being is first June was bought by Wachovia and then it was before that it was core states it's been like core eight states banks. that's right I remember that yeah and then uh in Holmdale, New Jersey, what the hell is that stadium called? But also, I believe, named for a bank. 
There's so many of them. When in doubt, you can always just cancel them out. If you, if you don't know a trivia question like that, like bar trivia, just say, okay, what banks are out there and what do we right. know? Um, and always banks, too. Like, there's a few... I get corporate sponsorship because they cost like $500 million. So the city, lots of cities aren't just going to pay that. But there's like Staples Center, which is, you know, a company, this and that. There's like some AT&T. But the majority are just banks. Like what do banks care about? Right. I mean, but it's funny. They'll never get a hold of Yankee Stadium. It's always going to be named for the team. Right. Or Dodger Stadium. Or Dodger Stadium, yeah. yeah. Even Wrigley Field, which is originally built, is named after a company. Um all right, so we'll keep going. You ready to continue? Question five. What building was called the Eighth World Wonder when it was built in 1931? 1931? 31. Uh, 31 was the Chrysler Building. I think the Empire State was 36, so I'm going with the Chrysler Building. Incorrect. Uh, it was actually the Empire State Building. Oh, I was wrong. Surpassed in 1972 by the World Trade Center as the world tallest building. That's what I, was wrong. I, got I would have said Chrysler Building too, because I would yeah. think Empire's too obvious. Yeah. No, all right. I, I had 1936 in my brain. I was wrong. Okay. okay. It's all right. Still close enough. Question six: What famous statue was? No, this is easy. What famous statue was shipped from France in 350 right. pieces? Moving on. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna skip that, that. That's a freebie. You know, it's funny. I I used to pres- subscribe to this New Yorkers thing on Facebook. Um, it was just a Facebook page and uh, it got kind of annoying so I unsubscribed and unfollowed and one of the postings of the day was did you know that the Statue of Liberty was actually a gift from France and everybody like got a thousand comments that all said who didn't know that I think I knew that like kindergarten did, did you know that water is wet <laughs> that's ridiculous did you know alright uh, let's see what else we got here got to do a few more yeah that was a freebie it's going to cancel out the other one alright question number 7 what train station in Manhattan built in 1913 Often has art exhibits in a wing called Vanderbilt Hall. <laughs> Grand Central. And that is correct. Uh, almost done here. Question number eight. What complex what complex of buildings located between forty eighth Street and fifty first Street in Fifth Ave and the Avenue of the Americas was built between nineteen thirty one and nineteen thirty nine? I'll repeat. What complex of buildings located between 48th Street and 51st Street and 5th Ave and the Avenue of the Americas was built between 1931 and 39? And the choices are Rockefeller Center, no. Radio City Music Hall, Madison Square Garden, no. and Central Park. No. All right, so hold on. Say them again. Rockefeller Center, Radio City Music Hall, Madison Square Garden, in Central Park. All right, so the is out. Uh, Rockefeller, 30 Rock is at, uh... yeah, so it's between two. It's um... uh, Radio City is 6th Avenue. All right. Let's see what we got here. Actually, it's not. It's also 5th, really. It's kind of both streets. 
Correct answer is actually Rockefeller Center. That was wrong. That's okay. Rockefeller yeah, Center was built during the Great Depression. Yes. All right. Still, still batting in the, the high three hundreds. Question nine: Where were immigrant? Where were immigrants entering the United States through the port of New York? Oh, seriously, Catherine. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll give you that, Ellis Island. All right. What? Question ten: What? What museum in Manhattan, which features 45 permanent exhibition halls, also publishes 10 magazine issues every year? Is it the Metropolitan Museum of Art, Guggenheim Museum, the Frick Collection, or American Museum of Natural History? It puts out a magazine? Damn, I don't even... Uh, I'm going to go with... I was actually thinking the MoMA, but that was an option, so I will go with... It's not a magazine. I'm going to go with the obvious of the Metropolitan. Did they put a magazine? I mean, I don't know. I don't know either. That's kind of a weird uh, one. We'll go with the Met. It's actually the American Museum of Natural History. Natural History on 81st Street. Okay. But that's all right. You bet at 70%. Some tricky ones in there, but uh, better than most. So that was the uh, New York City quiz. So there we go. It's a good part. 30 Rock. Kind of disappointed I got that one. That's all right. After so many times of just walking past it. <laughs> all right. Let me go show you what's a perishable skill. It's all good. Yeah. You're in Corpus. The, the fumes and the fried chicken are getting to your brain. All right. We're going to find out. We're going to do one more now. So it's a little fun. Uh, where should you actually live in New York City? We're going to ask Mike uh, a few questions here. Based on his answers, they're going to calculate on this website exactly what part of the city he should reside. Are you ready to go? Sure. Okay. So I'm going to read you the question. Read you the uh, question, and then there's you have to pick one of these answers. And you can just stop me as soon as you, if I have the answer that fits you best, just say that's it. Number one. What's your money situation? I live well well I live well within my means. I blow money, but always regret it. Solidly middle class. Pretty great, actually. I try not to think about it. I'm doing okay, I think. Above average. I get by. Or I'm making serious money. Try not to think about it every time they, they write on a rent check. That's it. You like want to throw up after you write a rent check. Oh, I'm doing it tonight. I, did, I don't even want to think about it. How do you feel about commuting? Just get me there quickly. I, I don't care. I'll bring a book. I prefer to walk. I'll take the scenic route. <laughs> I'll take a cab if I'm feeling impatient. It'd be nice to ride my bike to work. <laughs> I'm willing to wait to save money. I'd rather be near friends than my job, or I prefer to drive my car. Well, everybody prefers to drive a car, but nobody can. Um, I don't know if there's any correct answer. They all suck. I mean, Newton sucks. But uh, there's a lot of options. I can't even remember which one was which. I can read them back, too. Yeah, okay. Just get me there quickly. Yeah, I don't that's care. it. Really, right. just get me there quickly. Yeah, everybody's yeah. in a rush. 
Hence Which classic? York, what's that? That's the New York Minute phrase. And this is the New York show. Which classic NYC institution would you visit most often? Is it going to be Yankee Stadium? Me personally, no. A beer garden? A smorgasbord, like an outside food show? A music store? A museum? A bookstore? Uh, a sports, or, I'm sorry, Madison Square Garden? Or a train station? I don't know why you'd visit that. But. Is it a train station? Well, it's not by choice, but if you want to go to anywhere, you usually have to visit a train station, so I guess that's the answer. All right, train. Always, every day of your life, you're visiting a train station. So that really, even if they say it's a wrong answer, it's incorrect. It is the right answer. You have to visit oh, a train yeah. station. There's no wrong answer. It's, it's all uh, based on your answers. Whatever you pick, yes. it yeah. tells you where you should live based on proximity. What do you like to do in the park? Go for a run? Chill out near the water? Picnic? People watching? Pretty much anything? Read a book? Swim? Food trucks? Sports? I always wanted to catch a thief. That's what I always wanted to do. Um, I used to actually take some midnight walks when I couldn't sleep, and I'd go through Central Park. And uh, you, know, I, you couldn't carry a weapon, but there were little things you could put in your pocket that were not classified as a weapon. So I used to carry like a screwdriver in my leather jacket. <laughs> Phillips had screwdriver or something. I used to walk around and say, man, I just I want somebody to Flathead. Yeah. I'm going to put down uh, people watching. People watching. That's because that's essentially what I did. I was watching for people. All right. That, that's, but usually, that usually people are watching me and they were perverts looking for <laughs> I'm playing with my pants right now. Sir, where's your drawers? All right. Which ethnic cuisine do you eat the most often? Indian? Thai? Latin? Japanese? Anything as long as it's authentic. Ethiopian? (laughs) Korean? Italian? Or I can't decide. I want it all. That's the obvious one, obviously. Yeah, Ethiopian. (laughs) Italian it is. (laughs) To you, what is the most visually appealing? Is it the skyline at night? Art decor, like graffiti, things like that. Like art murals, I should say. Art murals. They're showing you pictures here. Definitely not. Uh, The foliage in Central Park with the trees. Mm -hmm. Artwork. Paintings, such. Uh, the lakes at uh, Central Park with the looks like Japanese pagodas or something. Uh, Wall Street. The skyline at day. Battery Park or the Brooklyn Bridge at night. I can read those again if you want. Well, Wall Street, Battery Park is kind of one and the same. But um, no, it's a toss-up for me. Foliage. In the park and um, skyline at night would be mine too, which I'm very butthurt about because I don't like to miss 
the foliage of autumn in New York, which yeah. I'm missing right now. Autumn um, in New York. Yeah. It's like 85 degrees down here. It's, it's going to be 100 here this week. Wow. One day. It's, it's actually chilly today. It's like 70 degrees, 65, which I love. Yeah. But yeah, the foliage in the East Coast, you can't beat it. Especially New York. All right. Well, I'm going to give you the skyline for this one. Yeah, we'll go with that. I can't believe I missed the 30 Rock question. It goes to show. I just I can't remember where anything is anymore. I didn't even understand the question. <laughs> I didn't understand it. I was starting to change my answer, too, when he put it out. I said, you know what? I just got that one wrong. No, that's Fifth Avenue. What am I doing? Radio City Musical is on Fifth Avenue. But, you know, really, they, they both... But big complex, big buildings, even the Waldorf, they covered two blocks, you know, yeah. and Madison because the buildings are so big. Ah, you know better than most. I, I really didn't understand the question. Okay. No idea what these are. That's all right, though. Uh, next question on this. What sounds like the most fun thing to do at night? Is it live theater? Host a dinner party? Bar hopping? Go out dancing? Karaoke? Live music? Um, just go see a movie, comedy show, or chill out at home? Honestly, for me, dinner party would have been the answer. I know that sounds kind of gay, but... Um, no, it's awesome. It's something I always wanted to do, but never had the friends to do it with. Um, yeah, I'm going to put You know, that. I always wanted the big loft apartment. And eh, not so much anymore, but like, you know, the exposed brick with this big contemporary, like, art deco. Yeah. Dino. Yeah, you want to entertain. You want like you know, breakfast I, at I Tiffany's. To and everyone's drunk. But you know, I I didn't have those kinds of friends. Anti me. Everyone's we were all wasted. Poor, you know, we were all struggling to pay the rent. We didn't have that lifestyle. You know, I went to theater. I oh, called no. a matinee. I was like, all right, I'm just. This is what poor people do. Yeah, like when I'm you were to uh, scout five dollar ticket. Act like you were a big shot going to Broadway, but you know, you only get like a five dollar ticket. Once we talked about that the other week. At our age, we thought we'd have, like, these huge houses at this point. Right. Bars. Instead, whenever we're visiting, like, our parents' house, we're like, this is nice. Yay. Great way to live. Yay. All right. Host a dinner party. I would say that, too. Yeah. I mean, that was something, honestly, that uh, I thought would be pretty cool and I always wanted to do. And envied people that could, but that was how the level to do people would. All right. There's two more here, and then the uh, all-knowing internet is going to tell you where you should live in New York. Okay. Pick a day trip. What would you do? Would it be fishing on City Island? Antiquing <laughs> in Cold Spring? Hit the beach on Long Island? Check out the art at the Beacon? Casinos in Atlantic City? Coney Island Boardwalk? Picnic on Governor's Island? Hiking in Hudson Valley? Or the Jersey Shore? Um, I can read those back too. Cold Spring. Is it Cold Spring, New York, or Cold Spring Harbor, New York? It doesn't say. Just as antiquing. I've actually never. I don't don't know if I've been to Cold Spring. Um, But I mean, Cold Spring Harbor, New York, uh, has a couple of antique shops. And that's something I would do. I'm just actually curious. Um, I think it it might be. uh, It probably does. It's up there in Putnam County, so I imagine it is. But uh, what, what were the other ones? Fishing on City Island. Hit the beach on Long Island. Check out the art at the Beacon. Casinos in Atlantic City. Coney Island Boardwalk. 
Picnic on Governor's Island, hiking in Hudson Valley, or Jersey Shore? I'll take the beach on Long Island over the Jersey Shore any day of the week. But, um, Jones Beach. Yeah, no, honestly, fishing on City Island. Sounds pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. All right. The last well, time I went fishing up there was on Lido Beach. We didn't catch anything, but it was a good time. Yeah, it's City always Island. fun to go out there. Even if you don't fit, uh, you don't catch any fish, it's fun to just... I was going to consider moving to City Island because part of the reason was I want to be by the water. You know, yeah. But then again, I, down here in Corpus, I meant to go fishing, and I never did. You tried to move to City Island, said you're moving to Brother Island. There was some good real estate <laughs> deals, some investments. All right, last question, and it's going to tell you where you should live. What would stress you out the most? Would it be immigrants? No, it's not. It's, it would it be overcrowded subway cars. Cab drivers won't go to where you live. Creepy people on the street. Bed bugs. Times Square at any time. Stalled subway in rush hour. Very, very long lines. Empty streets in a sketchy part of town. Or can't get seats together in a crowded theater. Nah, I hate Times Square, but it also correlates with creepy people on the street. Uh, I really hate Times Square just about any time of day. I'm going to go with Times Square. Yeah, I hate it. All right. You ready for your answer? I don't know how accurate this is, but where should you actually live in New York City? You got Staten Island. Yeah, Staten Island. All right. I like that. I'll take it because I'm trying to move. I'm trying to buy a house there. Perfect. The largely suburban Staten Island is a bit isolated from the rest of the city. It's only accessible by bridge or ferry, so the borough is a way of feeling like an enormous small town. We we looked on Staten Island, or I did, when I went up when I was back home last month. And there's a new complex going up. It's just over the Bayonne Bridge. And they're really nice townhouses. I can't afford it because it's like, you know, a four hundred fifty to five hundred fifty thousand dollar house. But they had a couple of rentals available and they were only like eleven or twelve hundred bucks. And I said, Well, let's at least get our foot in the door. Can't buy a house right now. Yeah. To start renting. And I called the realtor on it. I was right outside the front of the house and I said, This is not too bad. And, you know, of course, the realtor told me, yeah, we took that off the market. It's not for rent. I was like, eh, you know, asshole. So, um, but no, I'd be very happy. That's where we wanted to be. At least I did. That works out then. It all yeah, uh, came it together. Yep. I think all you should Manhattan live in Staten lifestyle, Island. I'm done with it. I, I like to say that, uh, yeah, Biscardi lives up on Staten Island. He's got a place up there. I got a place on SI, Shyland. On Shyland. You and the little missus are going to be looking at uh, places up there when you get back? Um, we have a place lined up, actually, but uh, it's looking like it's here. One of the other boroughs. You show up at the door. Hey, Mike, wish you give me a little bit of heads up. I would have cleaned. Come in, you're like, oh, I am pooped for the military. You put your feet up and light up a cigar. I'm like, I have to go to work. Well, I don't. You loser. You loser. Oh, this. Hey, I gotta ask you, and if you can't talk about it in the air, just we won't. But you were in Long Island recently mm-hmm. for a court date. Yes. Did that pan out? Are you allowed to 
discuss. Um, yeah, we can talk I, about it offline if you want. I just uh, yeah, I no, it. it I settled. Um, Good. It was uh, it was a motion picture company, as you know, and um, I mean I'll say this. <laughs> it was uh, it was kind of funny. I, I really wanted to go to trial. I was watching other people on trial. And uh, I was like, this looks cool. You know, it was like something you'd see on TV. And we settled outside in the hallway while other trials were going on. So I'm talking with the defendant and the lawyer. And, you know, I will say this. The defendant, uh, she is a sweetheart. I, I don't like getting into business with ladies, particularly nice ladies for this reason. Because if business goes bad, you know, you're in business with a female. It's, it's a lot easier if it's with a guy. Especially a guy you hate, and um, right. you don't really—you could be ruthless. You don't really care if you bankrupt them or uh, you know destroy their business. But in this particular case, really sweet gal, and um, her lawyer, kind of a goof. He was constantly getting the evil eye from the court cop because he was talking during other people's <laughs> trials. He was getting the stick out. He was constantly getting the stake out. Like we all do it. He wouldn't shut up. <laughs> and um, anyway, so by the time we went up to the judge, uh, we said, look, we, we've settled, but we want to get something in writing. Let's work this out um, like civil adults. So, she, um, so she's explaining the premise of the deal that we had in place about this particular director, producer, of movies such as Get Rich or Die Trying or My Left Foot. <laughs> anyway, so she name drops the guy. The oh, judge gosh. is looking at him. He's like, My left foot. The shoulder. Yeah, he's like, yeah. who? And so she starts naming the films that he's done. And he's like, okay. I don't, I'm kind of like bowing my head. Like, don't you realize most people don't care? They're not, <laughs> they're not in show business. They don't know. They don't care. <laughs> yeah. This isn't the SAG office. Right. Well, I worked so, with Daniel Day Lewis. Right. And um, anyway, so we settled. Uh, there were some terms I, you know, I won't get into. Uh, it didn't go 100% the way I wanted, but it didn't go totally south. So I'll leave it at that. It, it was it was settled amicably, as amicably as it could be. So in the in the end, it it worked out to where you're to your satisfaction. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, halfway to my satisfaction. Again, it didn't go entirely the way it Right. But, yeah, we, we came to some kind of agreement where restitution would be paid in a timely manner. Um, maybe not as timely as I had hoped, but whatever. We we go from there. Unfortunately, though, you're being paid in back copies of My Left Foot <laughs> DVDs with Dan Day Lewis so, and Emma Thompson. Oh, no, that's the looking at the judge like, come on, huh? what's the matter with you? You don't know who I'm talking about? Right. But I worked on it in the name of the father. Yeah, I don't care. This is a court of law, young man. Yeah. <laughs> young woman. So, yeah. That was funny. That's funny. Bad copies. So it worked out. That's good. It did. I was kind of rushing to the courthouse, running a little bit late. By the time I got there, I didn't have any change in my pocket. So I, I parked my rental car out in the street in a meter zone that was out of minutes. And, you know, we were in there for close to two hours. Come outside, no ticket. So that made my day. Oh, there you but go. Because that'd be worse if it was impounded and you had to appear before the judge the yeah. next day to get it back. Yeah. <laughs> Good. 
So it worked out. We're happy to hear that. Where was the courthouse at? Where, what town was it in? What county? Uh, I had to file in Nassau County because at the time that I'd gotten to this deal, uh, I was living in Manhattan, but uh, I had a power of attorney who was living in uh, Long Island. So I, I used that address to file. The company is in New Jersey, in North Jersey. And uh, I decided, you know what, let me give it to the power attorney. And the power attorney filed and therefore governing law, as they call it, <clears throat> was set up in Nassau County, which is Hempstead. Nice. Nice. Uh, no. <laughs> but again, take a market ticket. Maybe the cops just don't like to go there. Hey? Yeah. Is it a dump? Hey, I wanted to ask you, you said, uh, what did you do last night? You went, Did you go to a show or a movie? I did, actually. We were going to go see Sicario. God bless you. So well. Yeah, that was sold out. Yeah. yeah. Did you, uh, I'm reading this Martian that with Matt Damon took home. Yeah, apparently doing very well. And what a time to release it, too, when all these mysteries are being unlocked about Mars all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, the great tie in with NASA. Yeah. I, uh, I think I'm the only person in America that has no interest in seeing this movie. <laughs> I, I saw the trailer, and I'm sure it's a, a good movie. And I, I, I like Gravity a lot, so people will also say like. So oh, did I. That got panned, but I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I thought Gravity was really good, and uh, I really loved it. But this movie, I'm just, I don't know. I just, it's, I see Matt Damon and Bring Him Home, and all right, I get it. It's powerful, but I just, I'm not Gaga over it. I don't want to. It's not it something good? I'd be itching to pay a lot of money to see. Yeah. It looks okay. It looks like a pretty good movie. I think he's a great actor. But I mean, again, I don't really go to the movies much anyway. Um, I've actually gone more in the past month than I normally do because I want to see Black Mass. I want to see The Visit. We tried to see Sicario last night, but um, I'm more of a, you know, I don't, I don't care. I'll download it. Give me the torrent. I don't care if, it, if it's costing these old yeah. actors. They're making their money. They're making <laughs> yeah. their money. And Sicario is the FBI flick, right? Uh, DEA. DEA. All right. It's, uh, who's in that? I want to say I've seen. It's trailer. Emily Blunt and uh, Benicio Del Toro. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. heard of in a while. It's been kind of MIA. Yeah, he has been MIA. Like Shyamalan returning with a visit. Yeah, I think we should do a spoiler doing, alert. Casting for another movie, uh, and just for the hell of it, I put in for it. I said, "Let's see if I can get a small little walk-on role." Good for yeah. Shyamalan's new flick. Yeah, he's doing another one. Oh, good. I think the visit might be his uh, foot in the door back into like Hollywood's good graces and the audience's good graces. Yeah, but... what you think of it? I mean, it's getting the mixed reviews. You know what? I I liked it. I liked the story. Yeah. I thought it was refreshing. I didn't think it was that bad. Back. I didn't think it was bad. I don't think I'll ever watch it again, though. I think the twist... We could, You know, if you're listening, we're going to do some spoiler alerts. If you haven't seen The Visit, uh, tune out now because let's just talk well, about we it. We downloaded it. My wife has not seen it yet. We were planning on... Well, I'm gonna, we'll I'm keep gonna, it in the vault then. We won't give any spoilers, yeah. but... I, I thought it was uh, stay stay listening, folks. We're not going to reveal. I, I thought it was a lot better than like his last four movies or whatever. So, um, 
Yeah, I like the fact there was no... no this is a spoiler. No scientific twist. Yeah. I, I, was a, I was worried that at the end you'd find out that the... With the grandparents... Yeah, uh, they were doing something like uh, sacrificing the children to aliens or something. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I thought it was going to be a twist or even the other side, like a paranormal where you find out they're dead the whole time and, yeah. or the kids are dead, like a sixth sense, but... It was uh, it was funny, man. That little kid's a good actor too. There's a little boy in there. He's like a yeah. rapper. Yeah, I, I thought the girl was kind of annoying, but it wasn't the acting; it was the script. I was just like, a kid, yeah. lighten up. Put yeah, she kid. was annoying. You don't understand. And what's with these Australians taking over Hollywood? Both kids were Australian. Were they really? Yeah, everybody's Australian. It's like if you're American, you, you don't belong in Hollywood. Maybe we should all go there. Right. Let's start taking. Let's go to Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah, English too. Coming to Los Angeles. There's so many English actors that do American accents, and uh, it's like you you couldn't find a a good actor, American actor, to play this role. I mean, (laughs) yeah, there's a lot of uh, Australians taking over. We should go there. Looks like Shyamalan's pre-production is uh, Labor of Love, and its uh, premises. Oh, Bruce Willis is back in it. Coming back to show. See, that's what he needed because uh, obviously the success of the, the Sixth Sense. Yeah. He did. I think he did some smart moves in the beginning. He did Sixth Sense, which so was huge. Sense. Yeah. Bruce Willis was great. And then he did Unbreakable, which I thought was really good. Bruce Willis was good. And then he switched it up and he did Signs with Mel Gibson, which still worked. It was like his. It was actually yeah. made more money than. It was one then of his biggest it was the selling. Village, the Happening, which I had my little walk on. For yeah. one second, which is a terrible, excruciating to watch movie. Yeah, the happening. Yeah, they didn't give you any closure with that. Oh, I, I didn't even want. I just wanted to close out. This it was just when I saw it, it was so bad. You were brilliant in it, though. Truly, in one split second. You can't see it. It's great, no, but that. Yeah, the happening. They just give you. Uh, everyone's dying because of the trees. Okay, it stopped happening, but why did it happen? So it, just, it just stopped. It stopped happening, but will it happen again? Is there a happening too? Did did he do another bad movie after the happening, or was that? Oh, he did after. I never Earth. saw the last air, but but the lady in the water was incredibly retarded. That was the worst. Oh, at the end with the uh, the animals and the bird and everything. You're like, yeah, I didn't quite. Oh, come on, I thought, oh, was that dumb? Come on, Devil was really good. I actually enjoyed. I, that. I like that one a lot, actually. Yeah, my cousin's old. School buddy was in that. He was a star in that movie, and uh, I thought it was brilliant. Oh, your buddy was in there? No, not mine. My cousin, uh, his he had a group of guys he used to hang out with in school, and two of them became actors. One of them became a more successful actor. The other one I saw at an audition for uh, theater <laughs> um, about a year ago before I came down here. And uh, had I gotten that part, actually, I wasn't going to come to Corpus, but <laughs> I ended up coming to Corpus. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, Chris Messina is his name. He's a guy from Long Island. He was oh, the, cool. He did a really good job. He was the uh, the good-looking dude in that, right? That police officer, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was good. That yeah, was a good flick. I like That's him. what Shyamalan needs to do. He needs to do these low-budget... Um, just story-driven movies without trying to be so much of a plot. I think he became such an ego 
after like his third movie, like he was like starring in them as well. He was in all of them as like a cameo, but he was Lady in the Water. I think was his peak. He was so like into himself. He had like a big role in that. It was all yeah, about does, fantasy. Not, and, I guess this is a spoiler. Should we talk about whether or not he appears in this one? Well, in yeah, uh, visit. Yeah, we'll leave that alone. I remember when we were doing the happening, though, and again, I was just a little background guy. Um, I think his father had passed away the night before or something, and the guy was working. You know, he was, and he was really attentive too on the set. He was. Um, what was his son? Measuring. This was what two thousand eight. Are you talking about the happening? Yeah. Okay. And his father had died, I guess, the night before, or the two days before, but very. Wow. Very shortly prior to uh, I showing up on set for this, I, everybody was talking about how Knight's father passed away. Man, he was working. He was a worker. Hustler. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's a, he's, he is a hustler. He's very, uh, I mean, he writes. He... Well, I like the fact that he's not Hollywood because he brings work to people in... Uh, well, I want to say Philadelphia, but really anywhere in the Philadelphia area. Yes. Shoots. But yeah. it's really funny. When you deal with Philly actors, I mean, I've worked with some before. And every time a movie, I may have even talked about this before, every time a movie comes to Philadelphia, you see the same people in it, even if it's like a you know, quick cameo or something. Right. It's like they're waiting for Shabalot to come back. <laughs> Please come back. I need work. Please come back. Well, you could move to New York. Nope. Need to wait. Oh, Shyamalan's got something pre-production. It'll be available in three years. Just got to hold out. I'm waiting for my next gig. You know, so look, we got right. the rap party going on. After the rap party, I got to wait for my next night flick right. to work again. That's all That's all it is. They're just waiting he for the next his community twist. theater until then. Yeah, so. Uh, I do give him credit for that, though, for keeping it local and staying in the area. And... Yeah. It's a pretty but area to shoot it, too. all the people, the big people that they cast in, in Hollywood and then the little extra people that they put in and some who have maybe a one line or an under five as they say they'll get cast in you know like Philadelphia New Jersey New York maybe DC um, they, they look for the local talent right and, uh, the local talent is just you know, it's kind of funny and anytime the movie is set to release. They all blow it up on their social media. Come see me in the next night masterpiece. <laughs> Come see me. Did you see uh, After Earth with Will Smith? No, you know I really don't like his movies. I didn't see it either. I, like I, I think that would be a good, theoretically, a good flick if you have Shyamalan and Will Smith, who's a good actor, together, yes. but. Man, that thing got shit all over. It has like a zero rating on like most wow. sites. Um, I think that really nothing trumps Independence Day. Though. No. Picture which you and I like to quote a lot. Open the door. Sorry, sorry. sorry. It's not free. Open the door. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, nothing trumps Independence Day. I actually don't really care for his movies in later years. I think Independence Day is good. Men in Black was fun, but it's not a movie I could watch like now. No, I, I don't. I, I remember I had the MIB sunglasses in like 98. 
Yeah, the Ray Bans. Yeah, I thought it was cool. It was cool. It was cool then. Yeah. I didn't, I couldn't get into Wild West. I actually walked out of that. I was with my dad, and we were both like, this sucks. That movie was so dumb. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I don't particularly care much for pictures. It's not, it's not him, the actor. I think he's actually great. I just, yeah, he is. It's just I'd the I'd rather roles. watch him just as playing Will Smith, the Fresh Prince. Hey, Uncle Phil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry, Carlton. Hey, Viv. <laughs> Uncle yeah, Phil, hey, Viv. Hey, Viv. Hey, Ashley, what's up, girl? Yeah. I remember, um, this was maybe a couple of months ago. There was this article that he'd written about the scene he did with Ben Vereen in, in The Fresh Prince. And, and how did he work up the motivation for that scene he does with Ben Vereen who plays his father? You know, like Oh, that's such a powerful scene. Cares. Why don't he but, want me, man? <laughs> Why don't he want me, man? And I guess, you know, he, he all he had to do was be kind of methodic about it and think about his real father. And I just remember uh, I was shooting a movie, an independent movie, which never got released and go very far and I'm okay with that because you know about this project but it was shooting down in Philly and I remember one of the scenes that we shot was just outside his father's condominium or something it looked like some penthouse condo which he probably paid for so if the guy was such a dirtbag really he bought him yeah a, a home yeah like this high rise over the uh, Delaware River what a fraud yeah so come on <laughs> come on what a fraud yeah not a fraud but no if he was such a dirtbag you would have bought yeah. him a... how much money is he worth now he's gotta be worth like close to a yeah. half a billion I wonder if he still makes royalties off of any album sales 250 million 250 he's worth a quarter of a billion yeah, probably not. He wasn't a very good. Uh, I shouldn't say he wasn't a good rapper. He was a good rapper, but he 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 didn't keep he's not up with. Known for being that anymore. Right. He was good when he came out. Summertime, still a great song. I love Guilty oh, yeah. Pleasure, like Miami. But his later albums got really corny because he. Be, I remember the one line was, "All you rappers who talk oh, about how you put in a hearse." Curse. Yeah. Try dropping one line, with, one verse without a curse. And, like, and of ah. course, Eminem like hit him right back. Right. <laughs> so like he couldn't really keep up with that, but you gotta give him credit. It's clean, you know. Kids can listen to it. I heard he's really cocky too. I, well, his kid is, so I guess you know, like father, like son. But it's Jen, right Jen met him though when she used to work in the studios. She worked on like. She did audience filling like through the last few years of Fresh Prince, and she said she met Will Smith a few times, and she said he was like the nicest guy. I said, yeah, you know, maybe not everything is what you hear about. You know, Will Smith really cocky. Nice guy to me. I just, but I hear his kid is kind of a little. It's not, and again, that's just what they say. It's what I hear. I don't know. That's probably true. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm not really. There's no movies I. Uh, dying to see. Black Mass is the one I really want to see. I don't know how good you know, that is. It was great. I liked it. Um, it, because I had read the story of Whitey, you know, for over the past several years now, uh, I kind of anticipated the scenes, and it looked pretty legit to me. And I, I gotta say, I thought Johnny Depp looked really the part. Because he didn't look yeah. like Johnny Depp, but they gave him the blue eye contacts, and he had uh, the bald head with the you know little blonde hair. They did it up. But uh, Kevin Weeks. Yes. Who was a, an individual I've taken a lot of interest in. I always wanted to see him speak because he's he 
put out a book recently. But Kevin Weeks says that the movie, the movie is really totally off the, the, the truthful path here. And he says that uh, a lot of these scenes just didn't happen or they happened and they were so fudged. Yeah. So uh, the first scene, for example, he says was total bullshit. Didn't happen. Um, he talks about how all these murders didn't happen the way that they went down. And they talk about how Whitey, Jimmy Bulger... Uh, His name is actually he, Blackie Bulger. <laughs> they talk about how he, he sort of manhandles everybody in his crew. And they're all afraid of him. And yeah, he was a pretty scary guy, but so were the other guys in the crew. Like, yeah, these were Girl Scouts. I know. You know, these guys were... Steve Fleming was just as dangerous, if not more so. And, you know, they, they they build up his character so much that he just grabs everybody by the balls and, you know, he's talking shit and he's, yeah. uh, he's allowed to slap these guys around in public. But Kevin Weeks said, you know, if, Whitey had, if Jimmy had talked to those guys the way they did, he'd have been dead by now. Would have been whacked. Yeah, I, I so, read that article, too, in People. They, Kevin Weeks was... I didn't realize yeah. that was his name, but, I, but uh, he was, yeah. like, his confidant. Talked about how it wasn't like that, um, which is fine, but on the other side of the token, like, uh, Hollywood, sometimes you have to, you know, you got to enhance things and make stuff up for, like, a script, and you wonder how many revisions the script went through from its conception and writing to... You know, because you always have some fat cow in a studio going, you got to change this, do more of this, so who knows. But well, it was a good flick, though. I mean, you, you, you enjoyed I it? I personally enjoyed it. And another thing that he talked about was how Johnny Depp looked nothing like Jimmy Bulger. But he didn't look anything like the normal Johnny Depp. I mean, it's not like he looked like Willy Wonka in this movie. <laughs> I thought he did a hell of a job. Yeah. He comes and, out as Jack uh, Sparrow. Yeah, <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Gentlemen. <laughs> I like that Johnny Depp did this role too because I'm a little tired of Johnny Depp and the wacky Tim Burton yeah. crazy hair cartoon so guys. It's, it's just weird. The Lone Ranger and the pirate. There's like eight pirates of the Caribbean and Willy Wonka and the Mad Hatter. And... You know, it's like you're 50 something years old now. Yeah. You were the guy, you were the kid who got eaten by Freddy Krueger 35 right. years ago. Yeah, in the bed. It's nice yeah. to see him do like. Another deep, dark role, like Donnie Brasco, I thought he was good. In. Yeah, and now we got to play the really bad guy. And I thought it was great, but it's not very truthful. And, you know, I won't give away anymore. But I personally liked it. I thought it was worth it. No spoilers. But I, I do wish that they would, that Hollywood would be a little bit more true to yeah. the truth. And this movie was supposed to be, a, I, I think, a, I want to say an independent film. I don't know if it was 100% Hollywood. You know, I could be wrong. I don't know. I thought it was independent. Maybe it is. I think it might be because it was released uh, in select theaters ahead of time. Yeah. So probably did some festivals first. But anyway, you know, get it right to the point. Yeah. Good. Let me ask you this. I still like this movie a lot. Um, But it's taken a lot of historical liberties. Is Pearl Harbor. 2001. Shot here in Corpus Christi, yes. They still talk about that because there's been nothing else except oh, the... So you hate it. Corpus Christi. <laughs> hey, I like to order a burger and fries. Smell that. Pearl Harbor was filmed here about 50... 50- yeah, I, I get it. 
I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I've been to, to plenty of cities where film, movies have been shot. That's yeah. right. No, the film was shot partially here shot on the... Not entirely. The USS Lexington is a major attraction in this town, if not the only attraction next to the, you know, the Selena tour. Um, but the USS Lexington is a battleship from uh, World War II, and it was called... What, what the hell was the nickname for it? I think they called it a ghost ship because it couldn't be sunk. Um, and Japanese tried to kamikaze it. They, they said they would, they would die trying to sink the ship and they just couldn't destroy it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the scene, but part of it was shot here because they used the aircraft carrier. The Blue Ghost is what its name is. The Blue Ghost, yeah. So they filmed some of it there. Wow. And when I was on the Lexington, you know, I saw the pictures of the film, the, the uh, what the hell, not dailies, what do they call that? The, the prints from, no, wait yeah, the prints from the movie. And uh, screen, not screenshots even, they were just, you know. Stills? They, stills, yeah. Film stills while everybody was on break, and, you know, Ben Affleck was taking pictures with local Corpus Christians and also... <laughs> Yeah, it's like how many movies, though, have uh, I seen been shot all over New York? I mean, nobody right. cares. <laughs> it's like the people that uh, live in, like, uh, Newtown or Doylestown, Pennsylvania, that are like, yeah, science was filmed right there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right there. The uh, the Blue Ghost. Interesting. He's still uh, in decommissioned 91. Yes. Yeah. Yes, of course. I enjoyed Pearl Harbor, though. I didn't realize at the time, though, how cheesy a lot of it was because I, you know, I was a kid. It's a love story. You know? It's a love story, but it was it was it was good. The though. military really... doesn't like that in movies. That's why the only movie that's really condoned and endorsed by the military, or at least by the army, is Black Hawk Down. And one of the reasons. No Private Ryan. Come on. Private Ryan. Yeah, I'm sorry. Private Ryan. Private oh, okay. Ryan. But Black Hawk Down. Yeah, that's a. Black Hawk Down was 100% true. It's inspired by a true story. Pretty much stuck to the true story. It's, it's almost 100% accurate from what I can tell. That's a great and, flick. Uh, and there's no love story. So people in the Army really like that movie. Yeah. That and uh, We Were Soldiers people really in the Army like. That's a good flick too. But uh, especially people in Georgia because it was shot in and around Columbus and Fort Benning area. But the Army doesn't look kindly upon movies. Emotion. That, yeah. What was the movie with Cage where he played like the Navajo guy? Oh, the horse. Not the Navajo horse, guy, horse, but I'm sorry, the, uh, the Wind Talkers or something. Wind Talkers, yeah. I never saw that. Is that a good flick? I don't was that that was World War Two, right? Yes. Yeah. That's one thing that they still try to make. How many World War Two stories are left? Every you, now and then you, you always see some new story. Come on, how many more can you do? Well, if you could do a new one, it's probably not all that interesting to begin with. If you haven't. Yeah. I mean, that's not necessarily always true, but you really can't. You did the air, the the uh, paratroopers, uh, the airborne uh, band of brothers. You did the, you know, you did the Marines. Uh, you and did they tried the to, Pacific. yeah, they did the, the, on the Pacific, but I don't think it had the same ratings. I actually didn't see it. Uh, uh, the Pacific? The... I didn't see it, yeah. But I've seen every episode, obviously, of Band of Brothers, which oh, was yeah. hard to believe back in 2001 but uh, no. Pacific is good. 
doesn't hold a candle to Band of Brothers. Yeah, there's something about the Pacific Theater that really doesn't compare as far as historians are concerned. Yeah. Interest, what happened in the European theater. People like that, that story a little bit more. It's And I've tried to like, I really like history. I love World War II history and things like that. And with video games and movies and stories, it's, I don't know what it is, but it's, it doesn't hold the yeah. same weight. I think maybe because Europe was associated with the Nazis and there's towns, like you're seeing right. like, the Pacific's a lot of jungles and islands yeah. without civilians. <clears throat> Granted, a lot of civilians were killed there, but Europe but the was kind of like right in the major story is, there's only two, you know, the bomb that, the bombs that hit us and the bombs that hit, um, you know, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. People, the in-between doesn't really fancy audiences the same, I guess. You know, the way that people recognize major battles in, uh, in the European theater, like Bastogne and the Battle of the Bulge and uh, you know, the invasion of Italy and so on and crossing the Rhine. Whereas, you know, okay, island hopping all the way to Okinawa. Yeah, it's cool, but there weren't the stories weren't really documented the same. As they weren't. Here. Yeah, I guess I don't know. And they never did really a good flick that I've seen where they show the bombs on Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Mm. Like that conclusion at the end. Like that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Are you taking a piss? No. I think you should. On the air. On the air. I just go in my pants. I don't even wear a diaper anymore. Just let go. <laughs> just waiting for dialysis to take over. No, I'm still the last right now. I'm kidding. Does it sound like I'm urinating? It did for a second. I thought it was awesome, too, that you just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I've done that before in the air. I've never heard it until now, so it probably wasn't the year. I have done it. But I was uh, filling a glass that probably sounded like a tinkle, I guess, Hey, speaking of movies, let me ask you if you think this movie holds up, and then we can wrap it up for the day if you're game. Mm-hmm. Last of the Mohicans. What are your thoughts? Oh, I love it. I love it too, and I watched it again recently, and it's such a romantically shot film, and the music at the end when he's coming down the mountain and the backdrop of the French Indian. I think oh, like, it's a perfect film. Yeah. Soundtracks to die for. I actually own the soundtrack. I bought the soundtrack like years ago. Um, but I was talking to a buddy, and he goes, oh, how's it, how's it hold up? I said, oh, it's great. He goes, yeah, kind of, I don't know. To, I'm like, it's still like a perfect movie. I don't. I was curious about what you thought about that, because I think oh, I loved it. the whole thing's great. Yeah, no, I, I love it. It's a great film. Not as good as Operation Dumbo Drop with Ray Liotta, but <laughs> <laughs> I always love seeing those movies where you're like, yeah, that guy just needed a paycheck. Like when Ray Liotta did Operation <laughs> exactly. Dumbo Drop, it's like, Come on, you did good, fellas, like three years mm-hmm. earlier. You're doing this. I got that Disney money. Yeah, Nam's stories outside of Full Metal Jacket. And yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah, even Casualties of War was kind of a. Yeah. I can't get into it. Yeah. Nam's stories weren't the same. I can't get into it. Full Metal Jacket, obviously, hardly earned me. That makes sense. Civil War and World War Two, you really can't get wrong with. Nah. Okay. Now, uh, speaking of Army and veterans, of course, uh, you know, not to get too political, but, you know, a lot of my veteran friends are posting memes right now trying to defend their rights in the Second Amendment. Yeah. 
talking about how we need guns and referencing all these wars that happened on American soil, you know, the Civil War. Sure. And, and of course, the Southerners of the Civil War, most of my Southern friends. 1812. So, yeah, the War of the Northern Aggression. Right. They, they needed their, their Enfields to defend themselves from the, the Yankee Republicans. And, um, you know, a lot of them, a lot of them are also law enforcement. And so I get it. You know, you want to defend your rights. I'm a big advocate for the Second Amendment, always have been. Uh, I don't need to take one of these situations, one of these tragedies to promote something out of fear that they're, they're going to take the Bill of Rights and you know revamp them. Because I really don't think they're going to right now. But uh, most yeah. of the people that I'm seeing who are posting all these Second Amendment defense memes and... and Beams. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of our police officers... Right. And I'm left saying, seriously, what are you worried about? Even if they do change the Second Amendment, they take all our guns away. They're not going to take yours, so you're fine. You know? Yeah, they're not going anywhere. But, this sounds uh, like an impromptu version of what the hell is wrong with people, too, and I love it. Because this is, yeah. this is, this is real. This is legit. And I just don't understand it. Um, let's see what's, what's, being out, what's being put out there right now, if there's anything. You know. Yeah, they're not going to take yours. Our friends we have on the podcast friends list right they're now. not going to take anything it's uh it's a little crazy that, that they do that yeah i don't think so, they should get rid of guns i think they should just i said this before if you're a white dude between 19 and 25 and you have any form of asperger's or autism never have a gun that's it <laughs> like all the problems are created by like most the mass shootings yeah. are white dudes between 19 and 25 that live with their mom and have right issues like yeah. don't it's not the issue. It's of guns. I mean, you're always going to find something. <laughs> this was funny. Okay, Let's here's have one. Yeah. Andrew Bernarski, star of the remakes of uh, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. And he was in Any Given Sunday. He's, uh, he's one of our friends, and he writes... Any more libertard gun control asshats want to step up? I'd like to make room for more hot chicks. <laughs> he hates the limbs. Oh, that so, guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that guy. I like that guy. I never met that he's guy. He's, yeah, he's, he's cool. your buddy. Yeah. Um, well, on Facebook he is. I, just read, I like reading his posts. Okay. Uh, what else do we have out there? Um, That's funny. Okay. Michael Franzis. Franzese, the former capo from um, the the Colombo family, right? It's curious. He's now a reformed Christian. I've tried to get him on the show before. So he's very conservative. Um, He writes, curious, Obama talked about need for gun control in Oregon shooting, but never mentioned Christians were targeted. No outrage there, President of the United States. That's true. Yeah, that, that should have been mentioned. I mean, it was in the news a little bit, but right. yeah, they, they, that, that, that was covered up. That wasn't really brought up to uh, yeah. speed. And here's Andrew Benarski again, posting an article from Top Right News. Obama openly calls for national gun confiscation after Oregon shooting. All right. yeah, see, that's that kind of news that I don't necessarily buy 
Um, Wait, I'm thinking of somebody else. Andrew Bonarski. What flick was he in? He was in the remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He was in uh, Any Given Sunday. He was in that football movie, uh, not The Professional. Um, the remake of Texas Chainsaw with, yeah. what's her name? From 2003. With uh, Jessica Biel, and then after yeah. that it was Dana Brewster. In the, That's in, and he was, yeah. All right, sorry. So that was one of his big claim to fame. But there's a lot of stuff, as you can see, going on about uh, the gun control. And um, here's one, okay. For, <laughs> here's a guy posting something. I don't even know what the point of this is, but he's an army guy. He's posting a video about an old man in overalls in a gun store. And of course you have the other people saying, remember the hero, which is right. I agree with that. And... Uh, they, it's almost like they have nothing else to write about. Yeah. You know, they just have nothing Writer's else. block. So. Kind of running out of steam with that, too. Yeah. A lot of these guys writing, I mean, it's... I don't know. So it's just like, okay, don't worry so much. Every time one of these terrible tragedies happens, take it easy. No one's taking your guns. You know? They really can't physically. There's like 200 million in the U.S. You, you can't really like confiscate yeah, that many weapons. I mean, they, they have they have trouble recalling like vehicles, right? And, and, <laughs> which are huge. Like you can't like yeah. food products. They can't. I mean, you can't recall. They're in people's and I just, homes. And I get just as annoyed by the same people on on the left who never stop talking about gun control. Like they have nothing else to talk about. Right. Okay. That's you it. don't own one. Now, this is one that's getting a lot of attention here. A lot of people are digging. All right, so Bradley Dean writes, and this is actually from Bradley a year ago. Dean. I guess I don't know who he is either, but he's trending. Okay. Mr. Bradley Dean. Guns, and here's the ma- so it's a matrix. It's a me. It's a matrix meme. Guns. We defend our president with guns. We defend our congressman with guns. Our governors with guns. Celebrities, sporting events, jewelry stores, banks, office buildings, factories, courts, quote with guns. And we defend our children with a sign that reads, this is a gun-free zone. And then call someone with a gun if there's an emergency. I I get that point. You know, I got that. Um, Again, it's all being posted by these police officers who all, at least on my circle of friends, all of whom are taking profile pictures with their guns. Like they look so dangerous. You know, they're dove hunting. They got the rifle. And I really want to introduce him to this guy who uh, brought this killer down uh, with his bare hands. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because a lot of my army friends, I used to kind of joke with them all the time. Look, um, let me tell you something. I like to train in martial arts. There are going to be situations where you just don't have a gun. I don't know. This is my fight. I don't need to learn my I don't need to fight. I got a gun. You know, I got a gun to do all the right. Uh, and uh, this guy took this guy down with his bare hands. Yeah, because he was in a place where he couldn't get out of the It's true. That's a courageous story too, by the way. Yeah, it is. Yeah, are people more worried about guns being made illegal to buy, or actually, people are actually worried about people taking guns, like from them, right? 
Like, I don't think you could physically do that because, one, you paid for it. So you got, like, legal things of, well, yeah. are you going to give me my money back? Uh, yeah, exactly. and, and two is they're, like, in somebody's home. Like, right. I'm not I don't worried think... my weapon's going to be taken. That's me. I'm yeah, I don't see anybody going into your house and, and asking for the gun. That's a recipe for a war. Like, I don't, I don't see anybody – I don't foresee any government going into people's homes and collecting up the guns. I mean, that's – I'll be the first to say that's very American. I don't, I don't see that happening. So if people are worried about that, I think that's kind of a stretch. I don't think anyone's coming into your house to take things. And, you know, so everybody's going to hit me. Well, what's the solution? How do you keep these kids safe? And well, there's a couple of ideas I could probably pitch, which would also put people to work. You know, there are yeah, there are possibilities out there. One of them I've always said, hey, look, you know how many people in the National Guard, how many kids don't have regular jobs? And put them on some orders. If it's a state school out there, let, let the National Guard roam through the halls, the campuses of, you know, state schools and community colleges. Yeah, they have all these hungers and guns and stuff just sitting <laughs> in, like, you yeah. know, depots. Fire mm-hmm. them up. So, Does every state have a National Guard? Yes. So that's kind of like the state's militia, right? Puerto Rico has a National Guard. Guam has a National Guard. So every state has a National Guard. So if Nebraska had like some fires that were out of control, the the governor could activate National Guard and they would be ready to... But there's only so much that the Guard can do. Not all of them are firefighters. There is something they can do in state schools. No, no. I I mean... (laughs) So why not just have them take their M4s and walk through the halls, and maybe they'll they'll stop the the rates of fighting. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like they could, they they seem like they're on the ready very quickly. Because I remember when uh, the riots took place in L.A. in 1992. I was reading an article on this recently, and by the second day, Governor Gray Davis would activate the, activated the like 2,500 members of the National Guard, and they were there with Hummers, to, and that shit got settled real quick after they arrived. I've noticed um, that the guard is kind of taking sort of a, a, ba- a bad element uh, in the fear of the walking dead. There's sort of the evil element in the show. Have you noticed the army? Yeah. Coming? That show sucks. <laughs> the bad guy. It really sucks. That show sucks. Yeah. They're like playing golf and stuff. You're like, they're not yeah. doing that. They're like the villainous element in the show. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> that show sucks. I met some California National Guard folks at the one of the parades here. I got a good picture of them, and they were uh, they're really cool people, man. They said that's a great like weekend job for them, and you know, the ones I talked to, and uh, yeah, I think it's cool, man. So there's an idea. Put them to work. Yeah, put them to work, and they'll keep the schools safe. There you go. I'm all about using the military for all kinds of stuff and National Guard. I think we have so much money in defense. We have all these like huge planes and tanks and stuff just sitting there. Like, let's put it to use. Like, let's. Let's get the oil out. Let's. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of it is at use, of course, but there's just so much stuff. Like, just fire up a plane and just let's uh, just do some recon missions, and you know, let's use them. I think they should uh, promote you to a uh, general someday. I think no, you should be in charge. I don't think I'll, I'll even make it happen. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm too old even be anywhere near that. I think my time is coming to a close. Dwindling? Yeah, I'm ready to just be a regular. Yeah. Well, you, you definitely served your time. I mean, you put your... Yeah. You served your country, put your time. I think it's over. Time to hang it up. 
I think it'd be funny if because when you wear military, your military garbs, you're, uh, and you're out, people are like, thank you for your service. Let me buy you a drink. The second you leave, people are like, hey, asshole, give me another shot. You're like, ah. Oh. You still wear the uniform. The uniform's changed by then, and it's outdated. Yeah. All right. I think we can put today the W column. What do you think? Yeah. All right. Uh, this is good. This is a good, fun episode. We had a little trivia, New York trivia, with Michael Biscardi, and uh, had some cool uh, what the hell's wrong with people in other chats. So join us next Sunday, and uh, thank you for listening, everybody. And tweet me your thoughts. Tweet us your thoughts at the underscore podcastle, and let us know what's, uh, what's wrong with people and what you'd like to hear. Give us some feedback. Tell us how we're doing. 